we are better together. See, we're a particular group of Christians. Lots of different ways that you can be a Christian today, right? Sure. Go be a Baptist, or as a, I think there's actually a D in it around here, Baptist. Um, there's certainly a D in it in Texas. Um, uh, and what I've found, at least about East Texas and this part of uh, the country, uh, Baptist apparently is like the canvas upon which all other Christianities are painted. Um, uh, so you can be Baptist. You can be Episcopal. You can be Presbyterian. You can be Roman Catholic. You can be Eastern Orthodox. You know, you ever looked through the phone book? We've got a whole lot of them, actually. <laughs> whole lots of options for you out there. You know, when, when we get to the part of our liturgy called the response every week, we stand up and declare the Apostles' Creed together. Like everything we do in worship, we do it in such a way that it's teaching us something about how to live the Christian life more why do we stand up every week and say the Apostles' Creed together? There's lots of reasons. One, we stand up and declare it so that we will know what to do when in our lives we need to stand up and talk about who God really is. We also do it because, well... You know, we only get together like this once a week. The whole rest of the time, we're out living our lives. There's a whole lot of other forces that are forming and shaping us. Our work here in worship, we get to work on you, you know, an hour and 15 a week. So we try to be very intentional about the works that we are doing together so that it can form us to be a very particular kind of people. We want to be the type of people that are able to say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. I wonder if you've ever thought about that phrase, the Holy Catholic Church. It doesn't say those churches. It says the church. True, we can drive around here and see all kinds of different churches. But have you ever thought about it from God's perspective? If God is our parent and we are the family of God, how many families does God have? Only one. For some of you parents, maybe you have experienced the sad times when some of your children really get into it with each other. And I don't mean like when they're kids. I mean like full-grown adults no longer being friends, no longer talking to one another. I don't know what that's like. 
but I'm sure it's got to be heartbreaking. But you know, even if the siblings don't talk to each other anymore, do you think that that for a single moment makes those parents think, well, I guess now I've got two different families? No. From the parents' perspective, they've always only had one family. Just because their kids are not speaking with each other right now doesn't mean that their family's over. It means that their family is working through pain. When we stand up every week and say, we believe in the church, that takes faith. Because look, you can just drive up this and down this road. There's multiple churches on this road. It takes faith as a Christian to say, no matter how much stuff we get into with each other, actually God's only got one family. That actually takes faith. Because if we don't train ourselves to do that, we'll go back into the world and just buy into the same old thinking. Well, our church is better than your church, or we'd like to do it this way, y'all don't like to do it that way, or certainly God likes us better because of filling the blank. I just don't think that God cares about much of that stuff. There's a person at our annual conference this last year that said, uh, <laughs> at dinner time, my mom would ring the dinner bell and say, get over it. Wash your hands, come to the table, eat. I wonder how many times God's wanted to say that to all of the Christians in the world. I wonder how many times God has wanted to say to all of the Christians and all of the churches just in this small community, get over it. Wash your hands. Come to the table. It says that we believe in the one holy Catholic church. Now, holy, that takes some faith too, right? <laughs> We believe that all of God's church is holy. Well, we all know better. <laughs> and yet that takes faith. It takes faith to believe that God's church is holy. Now, this is why it might be helpful to be a Methodist and bring some perspective on this. We actually don't believe that we can be made holy on our and we actually don't believe that there's no way that we'll ever become holy. We do think that God can make us holy. See, there's sometimes we give this impression that, well, you're never actually going to be holy, but God just has this blanket of holiness, and God will wrap that around you. God's not really going to look at you because you're despicable, but God will look at God's holiness on you, and that'll be enough. And we kind of look at the scriptures and say, no, actually, the Spirit promises to make us holy. That's real transformation. That's not something that you can achieve on your own, and it's not something I can achieve on my own. But we believe that if God wants to make us holy, we will be holy. Or don't we believe that God can do what God wants to do? If God wants to make us a holy people, God's going to make us a holy people. In this life and in the next. 
And it says that we believe in the Holy Catholic Church. I've met many people that thought, so does that mean we stand up and pledge allegiance to the Roman Catholic Church every week? It doesn't mean that. Now, the word Catholic means universal. It means everybody. E yes, even the Roman Catholics, but everybody. It's saying something about, we talked about this phrase in Sunday school this morning, wide open. Heard that phrase? Wide open. It says that God's family is wide open. God's family doesn't say, well, if you're on the approved list here, then you can get in. God's church has room for everybody. Methodists, Baptists, Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox. God's got room for them all. So when we stand up every week and say, we believe in the Holy Catholic Church, it really is an act of faith. Because the way I see it, I think it's very easy to live like the other. Oh, there's lots of other churches out there. Some of them are okay, some of them aren't. And uh, we got room for people like us in ours. No, we stand up every week and say, even though it doesn't look like it, there really is only one family of God. And God's making us holy. And we got room for everybody. Because we're better together. You ever paid close attention to the language that Paul uses in his New Testament reading today? So brothers and sisters, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He doesn't say, Dolores, you have a living sacrifice, and Jacob, you have a living sacrifice. Harvey, you have a living sacrifice. Dustin, you have a living sacrifice. He says, all of the bodies, the individual bodies that make up the church, have to come together to make one living sacrifice. We're all in this together. Now, when do churches get in trouble? When we start buying into a couple ideas. Number one, when we start buying into the idea that we're all just a group of like-minded people. <laughs> oh, come on. We know better, right? We know better. We're not all like-minded. I mean, truth be told, if we were all like-minded, uh, we'd have as many different churches as there are people in here today. I mean, shoot, are you like-minded on every issue with your spouse? Are you like-minded with every issue with your best friend? Are you like-minded on every issue with your kids? Are you like-minded with yourself? Don't you think some things today that you didn't really think 20 years ago? Sure. We're not like-minded individuals. That's not what makes a church a church. The other thing that gets churches in trouble is when we start focusing 
inside and saying, we're the family. And we got to focus on what's going on in here. One of our bishops says, God just doesn't treat churches very kindly that only focus on themselves. That's true. One of the things I love about our community is that we are trying to find new ways to move forward together. Even when we're not all like-minded, because we never will be, but we say, God put us together, we're moving forward, and we're not moving forward so that we can be more comfortable, but we're moving forward so that we can be more faithful in serving other people. Now, that's the kind of church that I want to be a part of. How about you? I don't want to be a part of a church that goes in a thousand different directions with a thousand different ideas. That, you know, we might as well just give everybody ibuprofen as they walk in and a glass of water because that's just asking for a headache. I want to be a part of a church that says, can you think of any other reason why God would put this lot together? <laughs> The only reason we're together is because God put us together. And since we're together, we believe we're going to be better together. So we're going to go where God leads us. Did you hear the song? If the Lord hadn't been for us, let the people now repeat. If the Lord hadn't been for us, we'd have been long gone. Now that's true, isn't it? Why is it that this church is still here? You know what year this church started? 1856. Why are we still here? I don't know. I do know the bishop is right. God doesn't treat churches kindly that just focus on themselves. Those churches don't last long. We actually even have a liturgy in our book of worship on how to shut a church down when a church is finally closing its doors. We have a prayer to pray. It's kind of like a funeral service for that church. You know what's cool? We ain't going to have to pray one of those for a while around here. It's because we have always been a people that said, even though we're different, we're better together. That's who we are, church. We are better together. This last week, I had to go to Houston, Texas for part of my ordination process. And uh, it was funny to hear them ask me questions about our relationship. They said, so they like, like you and uh, <laughs> accept you? And uh, do you have to do a lot of translating? Or, uh, and I said, oh, uh, yeah, I said, they taught me how to say y'all, all y'all, and yonder. And they looked at me and they said, no, more than that. I mean, like, they accept you. And I said, well, yeah. I said, now, sure. If you would have said to them three years ago, um, <laughs> can you imagine the PPRC getting up and saying, friends, we're asking the bishop for uh, uh, a big guy from inner city uh, Texas with lots of tattoos and a half a mohawk and... Um, 
dresses like a Roman Catholic. Can you please send us one of those? <laughs> Y'all would have had a church council meeting and elected new uh, PPRC immediately. And truth be told, if you, a few years ago you would have said to me, boy, I'll tell you what's going to be awesome. We're going to send you to rural, rural North Carolina that hugs the Virginia line. And I would say, <laughs> joke's on you. <laughs> and yet, aren't we better together? I'm a better Christian yes. because of you guys. You've made me a better Christian. You make us better. Well, I really believe that God's Spirit has brought us together. I believe we're a better church together. So let's move forward together. Wherever God leads us, all of our bodies as one sacrifice. It says this is our appropriate priestly service. Says, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Even though there's many of us, we're one body in Christ. Individually, we belong to each other. Look at your neighbor and oh neighbor and say, We belong to each other. We belong to each other. Look at your other neighbor and neighbor and say, We belong to each other. We belong to each other. Now look here and say, We belong to each other. We belong to each other. Now, a church that knows that and practices that is a church that doesn't have to use that funeral liturgy. A church that looks at the community around them and says we belong to each other doesn't have to use that funeral liturgy because God the Holy Spirit says those are people I like to work with. Don't you want to be a church that the Spirit says I love working with Shady I love putting those people together. <laughs> Isn't this a crazy community? That's what I love about the church. All the other places, we have admissions committees, right? I mean, I go to Duke University. We turn away a lot more people than we let in. We don't get to have one of those around here. <laughs> we don't get to have an admissions committee. Anybody the Holy Spirit brings through that door, we say, come on. We're better together. That's today's message. Everybody you meet, everybody the Spirit brings to our community, our first response is, we're better together. Come on. We need you.